And there's some other breaking news this morning as well. It's been confirmed that the former Liberal Treasurer, Peter Costello, won't be seeking a third term as chair of the federal government's future fund. It's the end of an era for Mr Costello, 14 years at the fund, and it's the latest renewal at the top of Australia's economic institutions. Peter Ryan is following the story, our senior business correspondent who joins us now. Peter, the future fund was pretty much Peter Costello's baby, right, that he went on to run. How significant is his decision to step away? Well, good morning, Tom. It's not a total surprise after 14 years, first as a board member, then as chairman. Uh, Treasurer Jim Chalmers made it clear in recent weeks that he'd been talking to Mr Costello. He said a number of times that he was seeking renewal, in other words, a change at the Future Fund. I understand the Treasurer and Mr Costello spoke a couple of weeks ago. I'm told the relationship is respectful, but after two terms as chair, Mr Costello's time was coming to an end, so Mr Costello will step down down in February. Now, as you mentioned, Peter Costello um, could be regarded as the father of the Future Fund. He established the Sovereign Wealth Fund in 2006 in response to the intergenerational report. This is a way of funding public sector superannuation liabilities. He allocated $60 billion of budget surpluses from the resources boom and also part of proceeds from the privatisation of Telstra to kick off the fund, which is now grown uh, to be worth $206 billion, returning an average return of 7.7%. So uh, Mr Costello and other uh, members or chairs of the Future Fund clearly have a lot to be proud about there. So what's the word, Peter, on who might replace Peter Costello at the Future Fund? Well, uh, I understand it's highly likely the federal government will be looking outside for a new chair. The search, I'm told, has already commenced as part of a merit-based selection process. A spokesman for Jim Chalmers thanked Mr Costello for his, quote, significant contribution after 14 years. But, yeah, we have seen some big changes at the top of some major institutions. A new Reserve Bank governor, Michelle Bullock, replacing Philip Lowe, and Daniel Wood recently appointed as chair of the Productivity Commission, and some changes are lower down at the corporate regulator ASIC. So more changes. Jim Chalmers and Anthony Albanese put their stamp on what will be some long-term changes. Just to the unfolding events in Israel, uh, while we've got you there, Peter, I'm keen to know perhaps what sort of jitters it's causing on global markets. Are we seeing much movement there? Well, uh, no doubt a lot of caution. We'll get a bit of an idea when Australian and Asian markets open later this morning. It's Sunday evening in the United States. But, of course, investors are braced for a possible spike in the price of oil and greater uh, geopolitical uncertainty uh, from what's being described as uh, what will be a long and difficult war. One big concern is that the conflict could spill over into um, broader Middle East tensions, particularly uh, with Iran, which has recently been boosting oil production, now praising the attacks. Brent crude is uh, sitting at around 84 US dollars a barrel, but as we were talking about last week, it doesn't really take too much to create uncertainty and a spike and to get oil heading back towards 100 US dollars a barrel. Futures markets show Australian shares are probably open around about 0.8% higher later on this morning, but that could change quickly uh, given what's referred to as a basket of geopolitical risks really sending investors to the sidelines. An extraordinary situation, isn't it, Peter? Thanks as always for joining us. It's the ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.